The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. What's going on, golf world, golf universe, golf land? We are back. It's season two, episode one of Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. I feel like uh, we had a we at the top of the mountain now. We got a sponsor, but we know we can't be too complacent because at the top of every mountain, you know, you're at the bottom of the next. So I mean, we still got to give you great highlights. Oop, not highlights. We got to give you great uh, dialogue, great uh, conversation, diverse perspective coming from a different clubhouse. I am joined by my co-host, my co-homie. Doug Smith, a.k.a. Douglas Fresh, probably be the godfather of all my kids. And I am Will Lowry. <laughs> we got a lot to unpack this episode. Uh, for example, Tiger Woods. Nope, we don't have any new news. He's not playing. But he isn't getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, the World Golf Hall of Fame, that is. And uh, we had special guests that came by and spoke with us. Uh, he dropped a lot of keys. I mean, dropped a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff that we can use for our uh, a patent pen for all you social media goers out there. Uh, Travis Miller, head of PGA Memes. That's a great conversation. Please listen in on that one. We're also going to talk about Phil Mickelson. Did he ruin his legacy? I don't know. Remains to be seen. But first and foremost, Doug, before I shoot you, uh, before I shoot, to, shoot it to you, I got to tell you, man, I am so proud of you. Those of you who may not, may not, who may or may not know that Doug was uh, part of. Uh, the NBC coverage of the APGA tour uh, at Torrey Pines, I want to say maybe about a month, month and a half ago. And uh, he was uh, part of a broadcasting team. He was one of four. They had uh, Jock Slade, Damon Hack, Nota Begay. All those guys are cool. I love them. But my man, my 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 partner in crime was on the ones and twos. He he navigated our ears and our eyes on the on the uh, on the ground. And he, he got us to uh, to to what was happening out there. And I got to say, man, I'm so proud of you, man, because I was getting phone calls from all across the country, man, man about about, you know, how well of a job you did. And, you know, you know, we, we're talking about growing a game. Right. And, you know, Doug, you grew the game during that during that weekend. You grew the game. And, you know, they say that, you know, you can't be what you don't see. And that right there, bro, was a prime example of sparking a, 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 a kid's eye, somebody's eye to being what you what they just saw on television. So I want to say kudos to you, praise to you. I appreciate here, that. Here man. are your flowers, bro. I appreciate that, man. I mean, it's crazy. You you came with the idea for Beyond the Fairway a year ago, and and you doing things on Golf Channel. I'm out here doing you know broadcast for PJ Tour Live as well as you know other events on Golf Channel. Man, I appreciate that, man. It's been crazy. It's been a crazy year, man. But it's good to be back. I feel like this is home. Will like. Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. Let me say that one more time. Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. Let's, man, look. 
We started this wheel. When you pitched this idea, I didn't know if anybody would buy in. But guess what? Genesis did. They said, hey, these boys got some, they're valid. Let's go ahead and give them some cheese. And look, we appreciate that. All I want to know is when my car shows up. You know, when when am I going to get one of these, you know, these GV80s? You know, that's all I need so I can, you know, do my thing, man. But no, Will, how you been, man? I feel like it's been a whirlwind this year so far for both of us, man. How, How you been and what's life like? Absolutely, man. We've been on we've been on a hiatus. I think uh, you know, obviously, with you working at uh, PJ Tour Live, and and I've been doing a lot of stuff with PJ Tour Originals, and you know, we got a got another project, a show popped off, and and we're yep. in you know episode one of that, and also we did some golf now uh, tidbits that was directed by your wife. Tidbits. We did a mini series, man. Okay, mini. mini okay, man, I'm, tra- I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to tease it. <laughs> it's so bigger than go, tidbits. Well, I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to tease it so everybody can go look for it. Now, don't don't right, take my tidbit right. away. Fair. All right. Just All stay right. sound small. Like sounds <laughs> small. However, it was, uh, you know, directed and produced by your wife. So we got to give her her kudos and her, and her uh, credit for what she did for us. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing having one Smith, you know, um, yell at me, which is you. But... I don't know, man. Having two Smiths yell at me in 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 one segment—that's that all was, your fault. That, that's, that's your fault. I'm putting that on you. You you know you try to bring the family in, and then that's what you get. You know, my wife is a stickler for perfection when it comes to all things uh, production and podcasts and media. So you 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 got what you asked for. That's all I'm going to say. And y'all should have seen my wife checking Will. She she told man, we doing a shoot one time, y'all, and she told Will, open your mouth wider when you speak. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and every since then I have been like this so when I speak so I can enunciate my words that boy yeah. ain't shut up since that boy ain't shut up since you know, we're, why a wide trout mouth <laughs> hey but speaking of like Genesis you're just mentioning you know do you think Tiger Woods is entering into the World Golf Hall of Fame and hopefully it'd be ideal if he's pulling up in a Genesis. Clap set. I mean, this, I mean, this man has this man has has a, a career that has spanned over what two two decades, two and a half decades, Three. maybe three decades. And um, you know, I mean, all the stuff that he's done for the game. I mean, PJ Tour probably wouldn't have been where it is right now if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. I mean, Kevin so, Knott said he made us rich. You know he, what I'm he saying? Made, he, he made us he rich. Made us rich. He, he, Kevin Knott. But but the thing about it though, you know if. If it wasn't for Tiger, Doug, do you think that we'd probably be? Um, I mean, shit, I had to say, man, his, his him being around the tour was a trickle effect. You think we'd be right here if it wasn't for Tiger? Hell yeah, we'd be right here if it wasn't for Tiger. What you talking about, man? Get out of here, cut. Got talent out here. I mean, that's 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 a vague statement, but you know what? There's uh, there's some merit to that. I think Tiger grew the game amongst the burst communities. Uh, you know, when we talked to like Alex Thomas last season and, and various other celebrities, everybody got in the game around '97. So people that are enjoying the game, a lot of, you know, blacks and brown folk out there, you know, they, when they saw Tiger get that dub at the 97 Masters, man, they really was like, okay, all right, let me go try this golf thing. You know, he got the red on with the black. So they went and got their Nike fits. They got all kinds of matching, you know, Tiger regalia. And, um, yeah, I think I, I think we'd be here without Tiger. I'm going to say that honestly. But I will say this. I don't think golf would be where it is for us to talk about in, in a magnetic way like we do without T-Dub, and, and I'm glad he's getting his flowers, man. There's, yes, there are there other people that could have been inducted to the Hall of Fame, but look, guy's got 85 wins, he's got 15 majors. I mean, he's going to get in at some point, might as well put him in now. Right, absolutely. And, and think about it, you know, I, I I hope the fact that since he's coming back, it may spark, well, since he's going into the Hall of Fame, it may spark the notion that he may want to play one or two more seasons, I hope. 
I don't know. That remains to be seen. Um, but he but ain't fit- playing. He ain't playing this week. I tell you what, <laughs> golf's fifth major. The, the Players' Championship, man, I'm already in Jacksonville right now. I'm already here getting ready for this tramp championship. Well, I'm excited, man. Look, my favorite tournament of the year. I used to drive down from FAMU. I used to take I-10 all the way to Jacksonville and Ponte Vedra, you know, in college. I, I, I've I've been on this property 30 times, never played the golf course, though. But That's a damn shame. Sorry. It is a damn shame. So, hey, somebody hook me up, man. Let me know something. I mean, we got Genesis out here now. Can I get? Can we get on? You know what I'm saying? Sawgrass. Can I play the stadium court? I don't know. Somebody. Well, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Genesis got connection to have you playing, but they definitely give you a ride. Well, let me call I, Billy Horsell. Billy, I, hell you at? Hell's <laughs> <laughs> <right>. Billy at? <laughs> hey, uh, so you know, one of the guys that's been in the news as of late who has taken uh, received a lot of attention. Got Phil Mickelson. You know, I mean, we're not going to go in too much in depth on, uh, you know, his, his, I guess, his comments, his antics over the past <laughs> couple uh, weeks. But Why not? We can get I, into some stuff. I, okay. Well, I, mean, I was, I was trying what? to keep it light. I don't want to hit everybody with, you know, so much, you know. Uh, hey, we back. Let's you know, remind them what we do, cuz. <laughs> no, we I back. Mean, I guess it is golf talk from a different clubhouse. So, I guess. Uh, Damn right it is. So, you think you think Phil messed up his legacy? I mean, is he is he still the faint? I mean, is he still... You know, acknowledged by the the the, the audience, the, the the fans that as one of the best ever do it, or has he hurt that that particular that particular side of his uh, image? Oh man, that's a great question. I think um, you know what what what's done in the dark always comes to the light. I think we all need to remember that as we go on about our lives. And Phil, you know, made some comments to Alan Shipnook, and and, and Shipnook, you know, he, he ran with those comments. And you know, it's one thing to say um, something derogatory or negative; it's another thing to say it out in public and problem with phil is he was part of the architecture group behind uh live golf and in the and the you know the, the, whatever the golf league is called i don't even want to mention it don't even mention the golf name we're just gonna call it live golf you know what i'm saying sgl we're just gonna call it live anyway partial architect so he's playing both sides man you know and so when his words came out people understood what was happening look it kind of hit me like damn phil you was you know you you kind of self-sabotage yourself you know you, you play both sides against each other and People found out how you really felt about that, about you know the, the the Saudis as well as the PGA Tour, and now you don't have a place to play. So Phil's ass is out here chilling somewhere, laying low as hell, and, and he don't want no smoke. My question is, Will, we're gonna see him at the PGA Championship? Is he gonna get to defend his championship? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. you know, it, that's the, that's the thing. You know, I mean, how how low is he gonna go? I mean, he, he's like the um, one of the PGA of America initiatives. You know, he's trying to find a place to play. You know. <laughs> I've been waiting to get that off for a minute. Yeah, but, like, you know, you got but, it out. I'm, I got I'm it out. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> but, you know, when I think about, like, you know, him speaking on the human rights, I think I think he, he sparked a lot of people's um, notion to maybe delve into the findings of PJ Tour policies. You know, we I, it, it, he made us think a little bit how the PJ Tour move when it comes relation to their players and contractors versus being employed. But I think when he, you know, kind of neglected the, the human rights violations, I think that's kind of where it, it kind of went downhill for him. So uh, right now, man, we just hope we pray that he comes back eventually. He's not even injured. I mean, I don't know if I'm praying that he come back because he's not injured. So uh, <laughs> just come back, bro. Just come back for the, this. I know your tail is tucked between your legs. Tuck. I, I, it's it's past tuck. His tail is <laughs> in his chin, boy. He got that thing by his chin. What you talking about? But just just come on back, man, and uh, let's go ahead and get this thing started because we uh, we do miss the the, the character and, and the personality of, of Phil Mickelson for sure. But uh, all right, man. So we got to get on to our next guest, Doug. You want to go and bring him in? Because this, uh, this is uh, I know this is what you do. Oh man, look, you guys, 
most of us follow PGA memes, 812,000 followers across the golf space. Look, I am excited to bring in here Travis Miller. You know what? Let me do it right. It's time to go beyond the fairway with PGA memes' very own Travis Miller. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Beyond the Fairway podcast is very, very excited. I'm going to tell you why. Because you see him already. Travis Miller is in here with his founder of PGA Meme Trav, what's happening, dude? Dude, just uh, grinding, trying to, you know, create the dream, make it happen, you know, just having fun. So, thanks for having me. So, I mean, I mean, you got a lot of, you know, entities that's going on that concerns, you know, you. What is fun to you? Like, your job is fun. What do you do outside of the job that's not, that could possibly be not fun? <clears throat> well, right now I'm living, eating, and breathing golf and content. So it's, but it's, I'm finally doing something that I love, that I'm passionate about, and I'm, I've surrounded myself around people that I enjoy, and it just makes life a lot more simple, you know? Before that, like, you're doing a job that, Maybe you don't really love too much, and so you go to bed frustrated, like not looking forward to the next day. And I haven't quite had that moment yet in golf, so I'm pretty happy with where we're at. So, all right, so let's rewind. Let's rewind, try. Let's get back to the beginning of it. So it's 2018. You know, you're just getting into the game of golf about that time, correct? Just on on this side of yes, I'd started playing. Yeah, I'd started playing years before that, and got really into it and that's what made me want to do this it was just like i saw this little opening in golf content to have fun and bring parody satire satire to it and i just stepped through a little crack and opened the window and here i am so uh, you know speaking of like a crack you know you're stepping through the crack but where you step from is is so amazing to me you know you were once you you were leading in the industry in the smart home industry you're in the smart home industry so it makes me want to have another conversation because I think my home is dumb as hell right now. <laughs> but, I mean, you were one of the top 20 executives, you know, in in the country, you know, and, and especially recognized by one of the top 20 executives under at the, under the age of 40. You know, what were some of the skill sets that you got from that early endeavor and, what, and how did you apply that to make your brand so successful? You know, I got lucky. I started... Um... I started doing door-to-door sales uh, at a young age and was super successful. I was always able to just go up and talk to anybody and avoid those like awkward moments during the sales process and push the right buttons. So I was, I was one of the most successful salespeople in my organization and quickly turned it into starting a company with some friends. Uh, I had a, a, friends who, a dad who just retired from Delta Airlines and was looking to start a company. And fortunately for me, I was part of that. And... Through that, it was just like leadership skills. I learned a lot of that through sports, being like the captain of the football team and, and a pitcher in baseball. I was always kind of the leader out on the field. And so it helped me translate that into business and become a good leader. And I've always just kind of thought, like, how can I break the mold? How can I break the barrier and try to push the envelope with, uh, you know, new content or new ideas, new strategies? And I was able to do that because I got recruited when this company that I found with some friends um, ended up kind of turning into a bigger commercial entity. Okay. I did not want to do that. I did not want to do like commercial security, 
Home, home security, smart homes is not sexy at all. You take that to the commercial side, it is boring. And I definitely would not have been passionate about it. So I kind of started seeking opportunities elsewhere, maybe start my own company doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got recruited by corporate America to come to Dallas and work at Brinks Home Security, which is one of the biggest okay. alarm companies. Yeah. And they're like, listen, we don't have any entrepreneurial minded people here. We just have corporate people who tell people what to do but they've never walked the walk. And they're like, hey, you've started this company. We were at the time top five, one of the top five largest ADT dealers in the country. So we were pretty good size. And they're like, how can you come in and like work with all our partners and help them grow and teach them new strategies? And it was like easy for me because we'd, we'd already kind of done that. And now it was just like putting my blueprint together or the playbook in front of these companies and helping them execute. And we had a hell of a time and it got me really into golf because there was a lot of like yeah, whining and whining. dining. There was yeah. a lot of client golf. And I realized my baseball swing certainly didn't translate to, to <laughs> golf quickly. And a lot of these guys had a lot of money, so they'd like to wager. I mean, I'm talking 20 plus handicaps wagering hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Like you guys would clean up out there with these guys. But like just had so much fun. I saw what golf really was to the like the average amateur, right? It was like there was a lot of just like shit talk. There was a lot of fun banter back and forth there was betting there was you know drinking there was just and you left just having fun with your buddies and i learned a lot of just like that humor of the side of golf and then you watch it on tv it's just completely different right like these guys are unbelievably talented it's so like serious all the time and you don't get to know these guys personalities and no so yeah that's where i was i was like man i think there's something fun we can do in golf and kind of bring this amateur life thing to the forefront, but just incorporate the pros and have some fun and challenge them and their personalities a little bit. And the golf so world you, really liked it. So, so you went from setting up alarms to setting off alarms because I know now <laughs> when a PGA tour player or people in the industry see that PGA memes is posted them with, with a satire or satirical uh, uh, caption, everybody's kind of like, damn it, Trav. Like, so look, so corporate world got that checked off. So let's talk about how you transitioned, how you utilized uh, the social media platforms and Instagram and, and YouTube. What started PGA memes? Um, what, what was the strategy or was there a strategy? You were just th- kind of throwing stuff into the ether. So I had started a page before PGA memes called uh, his a lot, which was uh, the snake is like Damn. a snake thing, scaring people and stuff. And it was really funny. And like, I got talked into doing it. I was like, I didn't really have social media. And they're like, Hey, these videos are so great. Like you should, we should create a page and, and post these reactions and see what the, the world thinks. And it blew up a lot of athletes, like NFL guys and NBA guys started doing it. Um, and it was really fun to see, but it was kind of the same thing over and over again. And, lost its luster and you got copied you got copied with this a lot like other people started doing it yeah yeah there's people (laughs) doing it and honestly it was good because it was user-generated content you know it was like the easiest thing in the world right people are submitting their own videos and i was like oh this is this is easy but with pga memes i'm like all right i saw this opportunity but i didn't really have a strategy right at the gate i was like this could be just for fun and i was at a time timing is everything in life i think Mm -hmm. And, and for me Bars. I was at a point where I was really at the tail end of this like alarm career where I wasn't really loving it. I, w- I felt like I was at the ceiling of where I could be in it because I was a vice president of sales. I did not want to become like a CEO or anything of these companies. Like it, I did not. I saw those jobs. I worked for the CEO. It, it was not a job I wanted to have. Um, and 
I just, I'm like, okay, what if I did this? What if I turn this into a media company where it was built on satire and parody? We built this thing up. We didn't put the cart before the horse. So we built a following. We felt we've, we've created a brand and yep. we build this relationship with some of these players and some of the brands within golf. And from there, there's going to be, um, you know, a following of people, both uh, consumers and brands that want to be a part of it, that can work through stuff with us. And it's what's interesting. I've learned a lot. Um, some of the stuff I dealt with on the security side, working with like creators um, when we did advertising, but when you get an enormous amount of impressions or eyeballs on something you do, you can sell branding in advertising space. And a lot of people do it the wrong way. And what I've been trying to do from the onslaught, and I'm certainly getting better at now, is finding very creative ways to work with brands and people to where we can integrate their product or their KPIs for what they have for the year into what we're doing content-wise. And really making it a win-win for me and them, but also really for the consumer, right? Just to find the right stuff that can be appealing to them, brands that they like. Um, we work with new brands that are just starting out, giving them an opportunity to really come out into the golf space and, and make a mark, or even just like household names that have been around forever and just want to get more exposure and eyeballs out there, you know? And it's a it's a new way, new way of marketing and it's uh, it's fun, it's easy, but it's, it's getting a, a tremendous reach today. Hey. And I, and I find that interesting. You know, when you say KPIs, key performance indicators, which is so, you know, important when it comes to the social media space. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, Doug know, when when it, when this game started and this the social media transformation started, people came out the block hot. You know, people came out with 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 crazy engagement, the blue check, a lot of lot of followers. And what I noticed is that those guys that we we once envied, they fizzled out. Right. And pretty much where we are right now is a new set of influence that are on the way. Now, how long they will be around, we don't know. But how much of your how much does being innovative consume your thought process on a day to day basis? Because, I mean, we know that culture and social media is forever changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh, honestly, I've been around a lot of uh, creators or influencers. I would never consider myself an influencer. Like I'm, I'm not an influencer. I'm 38 year old dude. Like, you know, like this is not me. I'm usually kind of just, Hey, use my brand or my page to amplify your message or your product. But, um, I've been in front of the camera a little more lately, but what's funny that I've seen, and I would love to, I always tell people this when I get the chance to talk to them kind of one-on-one, but be, be, you're fortunate and be happy with the opportunity that you have. I mean, Instagram is not owned by me, right? It could get deleted tomorrow, and I don't have that anymore. Um, the experiences and the opportunities I have, if you told me five years ago that I would have those, I would laugh at your face and be like, there's no mm-hmm. way. Like, wow, that would be incredible. Like, are you serious? Like, you know, and, and for me, it's it's all about opportunities that you seize and you nurture because you're going to have, uh, you have this golf industry that's small. You think it's this big world, but it's a very small industry. Very. Uh, you know, I have burned some bridges making fun of some people, and I've been able to I've been able to mend some of those bridges over time. Um, but I always want to try to nurture relationships and give more. I mean, I've seen so many creators think their value is so much higher than it really is, and that there's nobody else out there that can do what they do. And the reality of it is, is you should always cease to over deliver, and maybe under promise over deliver. Give a, give a company a mulligan for using golf terms or something like that. If you do something with them <laughs> on a strategy side that doesn't work, show them that you're you're agile and that you'll give them an opportunity to improve and figure it out. But 
you should always try to listen to the brand, but also in interject your thoughts of like how your audience may react to it. So you can help them create something that is going to actually work. Because for me, I don't want to take this as a cash grab. When I started this and built this brand, yeah. I want this to be a business and I want everybody to win and want people to repeat doing business with, with me or anyone else that I'm affiliated with. And there's too many creators out there that think too short term and they're thinking about quick money and they hear stories of what like, oh, paid sporadic or this person made all this money yeah. doing this. So I'm entitled to that or I should get the same and, and do very little for it. And it's just... I've never operated that way. I, I think or a lot chase of creators followers. sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah or, yeah, or chase followers. And honestly, like, believe me, I'd love to have as many followers as possible. Um, but sometimes at the end of the day, that's not what matters. I mean, if you have 20,000 followers, but 18,000 of them love you and are highly engaged in what you do, that's way more, that's a better percentage than I have. You know, there's a lot of people who follow PJ memes that probably don't even see my posts anymore. You know, like, they don't. They're not engaged, or you know, whatever the reason what, is. But sorry, what was the uh, what was the um, the early win or the early KPI that you saw early on in this endeavor that kind of you know gave you the confidence to keep building? Like, what was the one specific win? Or the confidence saw? to quit the job to do this right. full time? That that <laughs> that too, right? <laughs> yeah, I um I had some wins on content site early on where like it blew up, and so the, the following growing, and then like the amount of pro golfers reaching out to me their spouses, the caddies, um, news outlets. I was like, okay, wow, like this is this is being talked about or it's heard about, which was pretty cool to see. Like this isn't just something that, you know, is in my small community of friends or people at work that we could laugh about something, you know, like like your normal social media post, maybe on like a private page. So I was like, okay, this has opportunity, this has legs. And then I went about a year in, built the following up and I had a couple ads that I did, but they were, I'm telling you guys, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like, <laughs> this was fun. And, uh, and a couple things popped up where I'm like, hey, I can pay my car payment doing this. Or, hey, now my car payment and my insurance and now my groceries. It's like, that's pretty cool, you know? And I was, I was doing really well in my career, so it wasn't like I needed the money right away. But I was like, this is something cool where I can um, keep building on. But I, I finally put together a strategy. I sat down and said, all right, if I would put together some shows or some... Uh, series or something like that, what would they be and how would I want to do them? And I put together this first one and it was called On the T. Um, I just relaunched it on YouTube, but originally it aired on Instagram TV. And I was talking to the team at Mizzen and Maine, which is a local company yeah. here in Dallas. They were working with Phil Cl Nicholson. That's a clothing and, brand, right? That's the clothing brand. Yep, yeah, it's a clothing brand. Um, they have more golf stuff now, but back back then it was mainly about like dress shirts and dress pants and so forth. Mm-hmm. But they were really into what we were doing. They, they loved the size of the page and the impressions we got. So I went down and I pitched them a deal. Like it was a pretty decent five-figure deal. Um, and I pitched them on an idea that hadn't even come to life yet. And I got a yes like right when I was done speaking. Yeah, let me get that. And, Sign that check. Perfect. Yeah, and I was like, did I ask for too little? Like what did I, you know. Yes, you but did. But it was an amount that I felt comfortable with. And it was the biggest amount that I had made um, despite, you know, by far at that point. And so I was like, I came home and I'm like, wow, I'm like this. Now it's time this to is, execute and make this thing happen. And I did. And it went really well. We got a bunch of tremendous guests on that first run of show. And, and I was like, okay, here we go. I need to put a better strategy together and think two years down the road of how I can build this and be smart because I didn't need, I guess the position I was in you guys that a lot of creators, yeah. I think, uh, find themselves not as. They might not have a job like I had where I was kind of running on good. control. Yeah. yeah, you were good. So I could build this 
golf company simultaneously and I didn't have to worry about like making the quick buck. Um, whereas if I didn't have my job, I would have needed to make money to put food on the table and provide. Right. And like, so I, I had that opportunity, which I'm really fortunate about. I think if you, if you didn't have that, you could obviously substitute with like investors. Um, but I've been fortunate enough to, to own this hundred percent myself and That's have to do that. So it's, it's been crazy ride, but like, that was the moment when I left that Mizzen and May meeting, I was like, okay, like, my, you got like, I, I got something. Yeah, we yeah, got like, it here. <laughs> I was like, I think this is we're on to something here, and like the rest is history. Like we've just been building it slowly, but, you know, day by day, and going from there. But what's crazy to me is somehow you turned using the PGA initials into a partnership with the PGA Tour. How the hell? Do you make fun? I guess it's your sales background, Jesus, because you went from making fun of the tour and the guys to now them being a part of what you're doing. Like, what? How did that happen? And and how do you now kind of tightrope the line where it's like, you know, you might want to say some crazy stuff about X player, but now you can't really do that <laughs> because of the tour. Yeah. But so how's that been? Well, so I don't have any partnership with the tour, but we, we're trying to be friends. Like we're trying to keep each other at arm's length. You know, gotcha. like, yeah, because, you know, they certainly aren't too friendly with me or make things easy. Um, and they, you know, and I'm sure I don't make their life easy sometimes, too. But I've gotten a lot nicer, a little bit easier to work with because I, I definitely I don't want to create any enemies. Like at the end of the day, I have a heart and I'm, a, I'm I feel like I'm a good person. But there are things like I Patrick Reed. I've destroyed Patrick Reed over and over and over and over and over again. And I met him in October for the first time. And. It was a interesting meeting. I mean, he killed me, he, he killed me with kindness. He was he was like, "Hey, you're that guy, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." And I told him, I said, "Hey, listen, I've got, I've crossed the line with you 100. percent I'm like, I'm sorry. I go and and I go, I've crossed the line with a couple other guys, and I go, and I shouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there's things that you've done on the course that are just. Like they caught, like it, it's, I have to do it. It's my job. You know, I have right. to make fun. I have to, you're making it easy for me. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. Hey, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And I go, yeah. And listen, I'm like, I promise, like, I'm not going to cross the line again, but if you do something stupid on the course, like uh, you're going to hear from me, you know? And I, and I go, so you got to get them though. Woods, and you so got to get them. Fowler. Yeah. You, you got to get them. Patrick yeah. Reed. Anytime he takes a relief, you got to get him. He might be my yeah. favorite Uber driver story for another day, <laughs> but you got to get him. No, Patrick, yeah. gave, he gave me a ride to the course at uh, at Rocket Mortgage last year. I was stranded, and he was driving by and picked me up. So I got I yeah. got good vibes. So look, hold on. In that vein, and I know Will's going to have a follow up to this. How did that? So when the PGA Tour announced the kind of player impact performance PIP and all this kind of stuff, how did that work out for you? You know, it's it's been beneficial because I think the players are like, hey there's an opportunity now for me to seize this and become more popular or do things on social media. And it was good timing because I had just started to launch this home course series where we're going to go into their homes and give a little behind the scenes, um, look into their lives and their homes and what they have. And I want to um, talk to you about that too, for sure. Cause there's some questions I got. Okay. Yeah, no, it was, it was cool. Good timing. But I think the frustration these players have though, is that it's not very transparent. The PIP, um, you know, there's a few players that I could get into this a little bit, but there's a few players that like I'll represent now because I have a, a media company in addition to PGA memes where we'll work with some of the guys on their content. And some of them are popular guys and they're like, we don't even know where we stood. Like there was no communication whatsoever. Um, you know, if you, if you knew the top 10 made money, if I was 14th place, do you, don't you think that it would have been nice to have like a standings to see like, 
hey, you're 14th place. If you just push the needle a little bit more, you do something, you know, you can get into the eighth or ninth spot and make a million bucks. But there's no communication. Even after the uh, stuff is awarded, no one knows who won what. So it's it's a little disappointing. I think the tour is, is taking that stance on it. But it definitely opened the door, I think, for players to think differently about creating yeah. content. Um, yeah. and, and it's like Barstool, for instance. Like, I don't think a lot of people out of the gate wanted to go and do content with Barstool or Dave Portnoy and some of those guys like yeah. a few years ago. Like I think they were still kind of in that area where people were like figuring out. They were in that gray out. space. It's like, yeah. who are you? Who are yeah. you? What are y'all right. doing? What are you about? Like, yeah. yeah. No, and, and now everybody is like Barstool. I mean, and Dave's done incredible things. Like the Barstool fun was an amazing thing that he did last year. I mean, he's eating pizza. Incredible. He's doing pizza reviews. This guy. Yeah. Come on. He, that guy is living the life. But Absolutely. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, they're so big now. It's like, you can't avoid them. Right. Like right. you no. have to do stuff with them. Like even, Tom Brady's of the world are doing stuff with Barstool Sports. Man, impressions is is currency. I mean, it's just it, it's just that simple. But it's funny that you know you're speaking on you know how to come up with uh, some type of strategy. Uh, I guess in a way for the PGA Tour in a backdoor way. But there's a huge difference between being in marketing and being a brand strategist, right? Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And so what you're, I mean, you're pretty much a damn brand strategist. No I question. Mean, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's, they like, they'll, they'll hire, like, they won't hire me, but a brand will hire me, like a title sponsor to a PGA tournament. They'll hire me to come to the tournament. And we have all these amazing concept ideas that we want to do with the players. And it's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when there's not even a broadcast happening. No one even sees what's going on. It's a practice round. And the PGA tour will squash it and they won't even let the, the content see the light of day or even let it happen for that matter. And the players get frustrated because they're like, well, hey, yeah, of course, like they're excited. This, they're, I mean, I have relationships with a lot of these guys now, and they're like, hey, you're here. That's cool. What are we doing this week? And the last time I had that opportunity, like, I'm like, nothing. I'm like, the, like they won't let me do anything. So I'm going to go and feature the fan zone and let the, uh, the audience know what it's like so when they come here on Thursday, they can take their kids or whatever. But I can't do any content with you because it's against the rules, you know, and it's, it's, it's just silliness because at the end of the day, I think it helps their broadcasting. I think it helps the PGA Tour to have good, wholesome content with the players, have some fun, showcase their personalities. And I, like Home Course, I had some reviews that came through this morning. I've been watching them closely. It's like, hey, I love watching these because now I, I see these players in a different light and it makes me want to follow them in the tournaments that they play and root for them where I never did before. And like, yeah. that's an unreal statement. You know, if I could get a thousand new followers to Jason Day or a, a, not followers, fans, like yeah. that's a significant amount. You know, that's that, a lot no of question. people. And that, that movement grows over time, especially if Jason wins a tournament or comes near close to winning one or whatever it is. But like, that's the kind of impact I want to have when it comes to working with the players. Like I that's see a lot of, uh, I, I feel a lot of gratitude with that um, in the sense of, there's nothing to, like to monetize there. It's just really like, hey, I like these guys. I've built some relationships with them. If I can help them build their personal brand and their their audience, like that's a huge win for me too. Yeah. Hey, hey Travis, you know you have this uh, the 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 Cribs show. It was my version coming up as MTV Cribs, right? This is yeah, a, this yeah. is a golf version, and I I just got to ask this question, man. Give me your background and all the houses you've been to. Who uh, guys on the PJ Tour, big influencers. You can be honest right here and be on a fair way. Who crib is the dumbest? 
according to the smart the smart home industry the dumbest <laughs> dumbest huh? who has oh, who wow. has who has who has a dumb crib according to the smart home industry well they all they all had security systems so that was good that was the first step to get that's the first thing list. you still look at that's the first thing you look at right okay this is not brinks uh, okay yeah i think they all did a pretty good job i mean they all had security they all had cameras so they were doing pretty good with themselves but i'd say jason day had the smartest house i mean when it came to all the nooks and crannies and things that he had that guy had it pretty hooked up for sure so okay all right yeah. i just want to make sure i'm not gonna plan a robbery there just, 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 let, just let you know <laughs> i i'll tell you Last what Trav, i i, I kind of stumbled upon the the home course probably what a month ago maybe i want to mm-hmm. say five six weeks ago and so jason lives in westerville ohio and um you know I've, I, you can see his house from the road you can see it like it's not it's not a hidden place, but yeah. I want to talk about your reaction when you saw what he had in the backyard, because that his facility, his personal use facility, and, and we'll maybe throw some pictures up here is unbelievable. And he can hit every shot under the sun from about one, what, 15 and in. So how was that just yeah. like, how was that aha moment? Cause that was crazy to me. So I, Jason and I have kind of become friends back to 2019. I was kind of, talking with Ellie a little bit more and then Jason and I met at the US Open at Pebble and I got invited that next year to go to his um his uh foundation event Brighter's Day yeah, and uh Brighter, Brighter Day's foundation and so I've gone there now a couple of years but this this last time he tapped me on the shoulder and he's like hey man afterwards um a few people are going to come to the house I'd love for you to come by and I already had my ticket punch to go home and I'm like all right, well, I'm going to change my flight. I'm not many days. I'm going to get offered to go to Jason Day's house. So here I go. Um, so we head over there and um, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never heard of his backyard or anything. What's, you know, what it all looked like. <laughs> and so when I parked my car, I was with a few of my buddies. I was with uh, Ryan Rustan, Coach Rusty, and then Bryce Butler, former NFL player. And we were all just like, what is this? Like, this is incredible, man. Like 165-yard par three, and he's got this nine-hole putting green four bunkers from different sand across the world, like top courses. I mean, stupid. And then his golf barn is like every man's dream of like a man cave type of deal. And, and he's just the most humble guy ever, like walking yeah. around just showing everybody, giving, giving putting lessons, chipping lessons out there, like to That's everybody. That's Byron Scott was out there, the old coach of the Lakers. It was it was cool, man. It was a vibe. Like, Y'all had a whole situation oh, out there. <laughs> oh, it was, dude, it was a great night. And I honestly, I had a, I had home course plotted out for the first season. I had like five or six episodes lined up. Jason Day was not on that list. And that was like Ohio. Like, I'm not going to have Jason Day as our house in Ohio. Like, I didn't even think twice about it. I was thinking about homes on the water. I was thinking about maybe some homes up in the mountains, like some cool stuff that was just, you know, Ohio wasn't in my in my my picture. You so grow, You can grow grass in Ohio, Travis. Yeah, and I and there's, <laughs> there's some snow there. You know, I'm like, no mountains. I'm like, nah, Ohio's not it. But when we walked in his backyard, I'm like, hey, do you want to be on this new show that I'm launching? It was like, he's like, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's see. And then we worked it out. And then um, I've been doing more and more stuff with Jason, but we locked it in and he was the first episode and That's I couldn't dope. have been happier with how it turned out. So That's super dope, man. So Trav, as we prepare to get you out of here, question for you. One, what is coming up for you? I mean, you've got all these different angles. You're, you're, you're at events. You're in people's houses. You've got the social media popping. Like, what's next? What are you working on that you can share? Yeah, so uh, home course is, is going to come uh, even in a bigger way here soon. We've got some of the top players in the world lined up and even some of like the legends in golf lined up that we're going to be traveling, not only just uh, 
domestically, but internationally to some really cool places to shoot some good shows. So we got more of that coming. And, you know, honestly, the window I see open too is that I don't think there's a lot of really good made for TV content in the golf space right now. I thought Golf Channel had some really great shows that aren't around right now. And easy I, now, easy Trev, yeah, easy I, I wanna, to mess I up our bag, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking behind the fairway, beyond the fairway, boys. I'm just saying, like, there were some shows out there that I was like, man, I used to live to watch those stuff, you know? So it's like, big break for yeah, one, like, Will. Yeah, those were good shows, you know? Those were great shows. I love big break. So. At the end of the day, like I want to create content that is like a reality TV, like show format, 20 plus minute long stuff. And that's what this YouTube channel is going to turn into. So I'm actually uh, shooting a new show. I'm breaking. Uh, we're shooting the first the first uh, scenes on Sunday and it's going to be taking people around uh, the world at different golf clubs and kind of giving up. you behind the scenes look. Uh, some of the clubs, some of them are prestigious that you've heard about. Some of them are kind of like hidden gems. Um, but we're going to be doing that and it's going to have a little bit of that home course vibe, but it's going to be more on the golf course side, That's what's working up. with uh, a variety of people that make those golf courses pop. So, but you know what, you know what, you know what I did, we do, I had to interrupt you just a second. You know, me and Doug, we jumped the gun just a bit. Now, if you want to present some, including us, we're not going to stop you by, by no means. So I, I do, I do want to retract that statement on behalf of Doug and I, okay, go ahead. As, as, any, as you were any, anytime, anytime. Honestly, oh, yeah. like I'm telling you guys, like I want to build this thing to a level where it's it's fun. And, you know, I don't need to be the biggest, but I want to have the, the best stuff out there. And and honestly, like I don't want to be in everything. That's the funny thing is I wasn't even supposed to be in home course, believe it or not. Like it was supposed to be like MTV Cribs where the player kind of brought you through everything. But what I learned is these golfers aren't the most personable guys. Yeah, you need to, you need to drag them a little. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring them around. So I, I kind of stay out of it. I want to make it more about them, but um, I definitely want to give – this platform an opportunity for other creators to come in and be hosts of different shows and be hosts of fits podcasts, or whatever it is to give them an opportunity to create their own individual brands, but help build this PGA memes brand over time as well. So there's going to be more of that to come, I think as well, because we'll probably have this time next year, probably six shows or so going on our YouTube channel that are going to be different, appealing to different audiences, but they're all going to be very high quality. So See that's not, Doug, Doug, that's not streams of income. That's rivers of income. Hey that man, is, I love it. Trav, look, if anybody's doing dope stuff, man, and grinding, man, I, I appreciate it. You like somebody right. got to do it, man. So more power to you. The only question I have before we wrap it up and get you out of here, the only way that we know how, I need to know one thing. Of all the stuff you've done, posted, and seen, what's the one thing where you're like, damn, I might have took that shit just a little too far. <laughs> uh. Smi okay, Smiley Kaufman. Uh, I'm sorry. He, sorry. That's all you got to yeah. say. That's all you got to say. Yeah, or you could leave it just at the name. There was one particular post yeah. that I included. I included his wife in it, but I wasn't making fun of his wife, but it, she was just part of the image. And that's where he popped off at me. He's like, dude, don't include my wife in this stuff. You know, blah, that's and fair. I was like, no, it's, it's and I was fair. like, you're right, man. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. I took it down ASAP, and I was like, that's too far. Come on, Travis. You got to be better than that. So, And I tried hard to be, so... Yeah. All right, how, how, how are your relationship real quick? Is, are you guys on, uh, I mean, you guys okay? I don't no. think you're going to see him on an episode of Home Course anytime soon. So, yeah. Travis, we got to get you out of here, man, the only way that we know how. We call it Rap Foursome. You're going to go play golf with four rappers and you, so there's the fifth person. I need to know who you pulling up to the course with. All right, why don't we just do the, the, the halftime show of the Super Bowl with me, Dre, Snoop, Eminem, and 50 Cent. How about that? It seems like Boom. a pretty good group. All right. I, I don't hate it. Many men wish death <laughs> upon you. Not me, because you don't want to make fun of everybody. Trav, we appreciate you, man. 
Always a pleasure. You always can stop by here, go beyond the fairway with Will, myself, and uh, we'll let you get to your day, man. I know you got shit to do. <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. It, it's funny that fifty cent man. He he looked like a dollar. He didn't he didn't look fifty cent anymore. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Beyond the Fairway is presented by Genesis Motor America and the 2022 GV80. Luxurious design meets intuitive versatility. Make the game your own. And I tell you what, Will, you talk about somebody that made the game their own. Travis Miller doing his thing at PGA Memes, but what got me... As soon as he said Smiley Kaufman, that's all you got to say to me. I'm laughing. That's hysterical. All day, every day. Smiley Kaufman, because at the end of most events, and Smiley, you cool, you my guy. You ain't smiling after most of these events you've played in. But Travis was wrong for putting your wife in that in that piece, and, and, uh, and he, he regretted it. So it's nice to see that people can, like, you know, mess up and kind of grow from it, Will. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man, because I'm sure we're going to put our foot in our mouth a lot of times. I mean, Trey Valentine is still mad at us. Like, dog, he will not call. Dog, Trey, Trey Valentine. Dog, Trey Valentine won't speak to me. I, I'm liking, I'm looking like a stalker. I'm liking all his pictures on Instagram, and I can't give a heart back. I just want him like my puppy, something. Like, damn. But regardless, uh, you know, that interview was, you know, was timely because as we get into this new uh, social media era and, you know, how to, you know, make your company profitable. You know, and he he's pretty much doing that. You know, he had multiple streams of income. And like I said, those, those uh, th- that interview, man, I had my pad and pen out and there was some uh, keys that he dropped that I'm definitely going to use because I definitely have to let all 7000 of my followers know what's going on. Well, he went from setting up security <laughs> to needing security. That's for damn sure. Travis Absolutely. Miller, we appreciate you taking the time going beyond the fairway right here. Golf Channel NBC presented by Genesis. Time now for Make the Game Your Own, presented by Genesis, a new segment here on Beyond the Fairway where we are going to dive into companies and individuals who are helping to grow the game amongst all people, all communities, diverse ones, non-diverse ones. Hey, if you're helping to grow the game, we're going to talk about you right here on Beyond the Fairway. Right now, this week, we are going to highlight something that's very close to Will and I's heart. We're talking about the APGA Tour, the Advocates Professional Golf Tour, started in 2010 by a conversation with Adrian Stills. And Ken Bentley, former VP of Community Relations for Nestle and now the, the chairman of the board for Farmers Insurance Open. And, Will, what these guys have been able to do is they've created a platform uh, where we used to play some kind of scruffy courses, not going to lie. Used, we, oh, it, was, I, it was a lot I, of chitlin' circuit I, from I love the yesteryear. Choi- I, love the choi- I love the choice of words, scruffy. <laughs> it was scruffy. Courses needed lotion, dog. I'm trying to tell you, man. Some of them courses Ash- we started. Ashy courses with Kakuya. <laughs> But no, you know when the, when, the, when the tour started, we, you know they paid a lot of homage to to the Chitlin Circuits and the Charlie Sifford. So we played Rogers Park there in Tampa and Chester, Washington. I love Chester, Washington, out in L.A. Well, that's where we met and and where we've been started. You still wearing blue from that day when we met. And you know what I, I find interesting is when you stay the course. You know Ken and Adrian and, and Michael Cooper, uh, they stayed the course for so long, Will, that now in this era of golf, we're starting to see companies like Cisco. Farmers, uh, Genesis to some degree, Lexus, uh, 
buy into their efforts to grow the game because hey the mission of the APGA tour is to create an, an avenue where minorities can hone their skills so they can one day play on the PGA tour and as we've come down this track, Will, now 12 years into the tour, we're, we're playing courses like Baltusrol, you know, Craig Ranch, you know. TBC Sugarloaf. Playing this Sugarloaf, you know, but, you know playing what, World Golf Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a lot of places that, that we're starting. And it's not just, you know, the courses that have gotten better, the competition, the attention. Absolutely. You know, the guys are getting access to, to better equipment to play. And, you know, we've seen Kamayu Johnson. We've roasted him as well. Willie Mack, Tim O'Neill. We're seeing guys get chances and opportunities to play yeah. in the PGA Tour. It's one thing, you know, their mission was to, to grow the game amongst professional golfers, but I love the fact that they're tapping into growing the game amongst uh, collegiate golfers as well. Absolutely. And so what they're doing is that they're providing a, I guess, somewhat of a, 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 I guess a feeder system as well, because they're also going into the, the inner, inner city communities and, and, and doing an introductory level of golf. So, I mean, from the whole spectrum, we look at the whole overall golf ecosystem, man, they're trying to cover it. And I mean, those are all also definitions of, of growing the game. And, and it looks like they're out, they're also uh, helping these kids uh, use the game so they can grow within themselves. So that that's one of the things that, man, I, I'm so appreciative of APGA because, you know, they're, Entry fees at the time when you know we didn't have a, a pot to piss in, they didn't have a lot I mean, of money. They have so a lot you of could money. play the APGA, man. Man, I I had three hundred and twenty eight dollars, and I it had I had no trouble trying to find the other twelve. It had no trouble trying to find the other twelve. But uh, you know what they're doing out there, and they're growing. And you know when I'm in you know different rooms across the country uh, when it comes to the game of golf, I, I'm starting to see high level execs uh, such as uh, you know. Um, uh, the, the Cisco's and you know waste management, and all these high level execs from across the uh, the golf landscape who are asking questions about the APGA. Absolutely, you know, APJ is on the tip of their tongue. You know, mm. APJ is in their thoughts when it when it comes to they're they're starting to to assess PGA Tour. Oh, there's another tour out there called the APGA Tour. You know, a, and that's an aggressive uh, statement, but uh, I appreciate that, man. No, but there is like when I'm in these rooms, you know, I, I don't know because I'm the black guy. Like you have to play the APGA tour, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But regardless, if, if that's what I have to be, I'm OK with that. But the fact that these companies are uh, are familiar and they have an understanding of what the APGA tour is about and who they are, that means there's progress being made. Well, that is the Make the Game Your Own presented by Genesis, where we just talked about the APGA. So big shout-out to Kim Bentley, Adrian Stills, Dr. Mike Cooper, and Cole Smith for all the work that you do. We appreciate it, and thank you so much for offering a place for even me and Will to play. I don't even know why you do that, but I'm appreciative of it. But, hey, you know, as we prepare to get out of here, this episode, Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. Will, you want to get into to some picks for, for, the, uh, for the Players' Championship? I want to know, Will, right now, who you picking? Sergio Garcia. No, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Sergio ain't going to win anyway. We're not going to do that. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll pick. Yeah, we'll do something on social. We'll figure it out. Hey, but thank you so much for always rocking with us. We are back. Season 2, Beyond the Fairway, presented by Genesis. Can you believe that? Sometimes I got to pinch myself. But, hey, Golf Channel, NBC Sports. We out of here, baby. Holla at y'all. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.